we study God's word at music camp and God commands us to sing as to let his word dwell in us richly in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're to worship him musically. We're to proclaim his word musically. And so we want to train up our, our students, our children, to be able to sing skillfully with music, to understand what they're doing. The Bible says sing with understanding. But it's all couched in studying God's word, growing up as Christian worshipers. The default in our culture today is to be a music consumer. We are conditioned by the age we live in and the technology we have to be people who listen to music and it's an important part of our life. But we have lost something that our forefathers knew, which was being active participants in music. It used to be if you wanted music, you had to make the music. And now we, we just press a button. But uh, these students uh, are learning through the course of their time at music camp, not to be music consumers, but to be active participants in making music. So not only to learn how to sing well, how to understand music as it's written on a page and how it comes together in a group environment, but to be able to take those experiences and have them be the seeds that are planted for their involvement their whole life in the musical life of the church. We want these students to be the next wave of worshipers in the church who know how to sing to God. Hey y'all, it's Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Cross Politic on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, um, the water boy. Knox was gone this past weekend, and that's two why we weeks. didn't record on, record on Friday. This so is my first Monday back with you guys first in Monday. two yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 it's good. Wow. Uh, but that's why we didn't record on Friday. But Knox was with uh, Jason Whitlock and crew in uh, Nashville doing oh. a fearless conference. Oh, roll, so much. Call. Roll, roll call. Roll call. Yeah, roll so call. much to say about that. I'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. But, that's good. Uh, or maybe tomorrow. I'm, right. I'm excited about hearing more about yeah. that. And I want to. I think it's be really fun to share that with, yeah. with, our, with, our, with our audience, too. Hey, our Fight Laugh East magazine is a quarterly issue that packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini, mm. no ice. Delicious. We don't water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription today for yourself, and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends who've been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. And you got a lot of them. Every quarter, <laughs> we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. Our magazine includes cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages, and more. So sign up, get yourself a subscription today at fightlaughfeast.com. And, and this quarter was Damn Darwinism. Yeah, Damn so, Darwinism just came yeah. out. And uh, and uh, next quarter we have, what is it? American Marriage Sodomized. Ouch. Oh, oh, ow, oh, ow. oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, so what we doing there? <laughs> I have to read this one first. Who, who came up with these titles? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember signing <laughs> off on that one. But okay, no, you were there. We, all, we all did. I don't remember. <laughs> don't distance uh, yourself from me. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't remember the title. I would have remembered uh, that. But that one sounds fresh. Hey, one more thing before we jump into this week's uh, this this Monday show. Just a few weeks ago, a Christian school came under attack by a trans activist. I don't know. I think we need a better word than that. And when the dust settled, three Christian children and three Christian faculty were martyred. The media chose to victimize the perpetrator and leave the memory of the victims and this of this heinous crime mm. in the dust. 
Our brothers at Carpe Fide, don't mind the bad Latin, don't want to buy into this double think, which is why we have made a shirt that supports the Covenant School directly. That's that school in Nashville yeah, where this yeah. atrocity happened. Keep pushing is emblazoned on the front, hearkening back to the words of the officers who infiltrated the school to neutralize the threat. Paul's words from Philippians 3.14 accompanies their words reminding us in Christ to press on in Christ Jesus, boldly support Christians under attack at carpefide.com slash shop. Available now in the U.S. and in Canada. I like to have one of those on right now. Yeah, yeah. I have so much still to say about this. I'm not done talking about this, yeah, but we, yeah. we won't talk about that yeah, today. Yeah. Okay. Well, but. speaking of trans... Um, yeah. You guys follow, actually, last week, James O'Keefe released a video. Terrorist. I want to call it a trans-terrorist. Trans-terrorist. Not an activist. That's fair. That's too nice. I was going to mm. say transivist, but yeah. that didn't really work either. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm um, uh, James O'Keefe released kind of one of his um, r- real journalism. It's like, it's kind of weird. It's actually real journalism, what he's doing. Like, going in and interviewing the people on the ground, and yeah. it's, it's just different. It, I'm not used so to it. So rare. I'm not used to it, <laughs> given CNN and all that stuff. Uh, uh, last week, uh, he interviewed a couple women in the Washington State Correction um, Center prison system. Yeah. Uh, and these women are, you know, they went to jail for whatever reason. They're in prison for whatever various yeah, reasons. Right. And uh, he was interviewing them on the whole trans thing. So yeah. in Washington, there are trans policies for men who want to be women. If, and they're in the prison system and they want to be women and to transfer them to a woman's prison system because they claim, uh, 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 claim to be a woman, uh, the bar is so low right. in Washington. So let me get this right. So you got men who are in prison yep. and they claim to be one, they transition in prison yep. and then they say, I need to be shipped to a woman's prison. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Full junk intact and everything. Um, the bar is really low. Okay. All they have and to it's happening. It. And so these these uh, the, one of the women he interviews. I don't know if it's in this clip or not, but she basically just says, "You just one day you just come into your cell and a guy is standing up peeing in your bathroom, and you have to you you can't you can't be against it." Wow. Uh, so, anyways, it's pretty crazy what's going on in the Washington State prison system. It, I know in Idaho, we got uh, uh, inmate sued Idaho and won because they wanted trans surgery they wanted their junk cut off here in idaho and the reason why they won is because when you're in prison the state's responsible for your medical right um right. for paying for your medical issues right well and and this prisoner won the state you well, mean the taxpayers yeah yeah, oh, yeah. you yeah. got me, you and me. We, we covered a yeah. surgery but, so but, i mean i mean i mean the the silver lining is at least i mean if you're gonna claim to be it like uh, i'm okay for i mean let's like at least he's a eunuch now yeah at least you'll pay for that at, one at least the dude's a eunuch <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good point that's one way yeah. out of this pastor i'll give you i just that. said silver lining i just asked for I it so, so here's a clip of, of james journalistic work in washington james o'keefe omg news here have you heard of the washington state correctional center for women which has been in the news for its policy to place men who identify as women in the same prison, sometimes even the same cell as biological women. Imagine coming to your room one day and you're in close custody and you turn around and there's a man standing up peeing in the toilet because you have the bathroom in your room and see to you. What? There's nothing you can do. This is things they're going to look into. I shouldn't have to go to the ward and back Talk about how they would want to get a girl pregnant 
so that's the goal to form a lawsuit against WCCW and say that he raped her and he's willing to go along with it. He's pretty much the mastermind behind his own scandal. So, 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 so the slang word that they're calling it is Million Dollar Baby. A Million Dollar Baby play. That's the, that's the slang term that they're using. And this is something that you really, really need to raise awareness to. A lot of the men and the, the women, the, the men institution, are literally coming up with strategies in order to conform to the transgender thing. They're taking all the necessary steps that they have to in order to get on the applications and the lists and things like that to go through the whole process just to get here, just to do that. We don't have a voice. We don't have a leg to stand on. Anytime we voice these types of things, we are met with a ridicule, targeting, uh, uh, bias, uh, uh, punishment, uh, 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 solitary confinement. The medical here at WCCW is the poorest in the country. We don't get our needs met. The men have better action at getting all of their needs met versus a woman going through menopause. She can't even get an estrogen shot for her menopause to do with hot flashes and the different things going on with the woman's body, but a man can get it. Wow. If you if you couldn't understand all that, those who are listening audibly, yeah. he she's just ended. That was a a woman they were interviewing that uh, a man can get an estrogen shot, but easier, a woman going through easier than a woman going, going through, through menopause. menopause. Man, we're grateful to have with us right now Mason Goodnight. He is a Christian husband, father, evangelist, former corrections deputy of over 27 years. Mason served the Douglas County Jail in Roseburg, Oregon, until he refused to sign off on the new woke agenda training. Mason, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Blessing to be here. So, Mason, what does somebody have to do to get fired after nearly 30 years of faithful work as a corrections deputy? Well, it takes at least due process. And I will tell you, they were very uh, due in their process. It was one of the more frustrating things of it. It was about a 10-week ordeal. And I explained it in when I was doing my name-clearing hearing that I believe the most pertinent uh, idea I could come up with is Jesus saying they strained the gnat to swallow the camel. I mean, they, they fired me over something they should have been applauding, but dotted every I and crossed every T, making sure that every step of the way was documented and recorded and every hearing done and everything signed. All that was perfect. So it took a lot of work due to collective bargaining and things like that, but but they got the job done and got me got me fired. So what and what is it that they and what did they actually fire you for? Well, they fired me basically, and when it was all said and done, it started off by refused to do a training that was called LGBTQ community training, and then through some diligent work on my end, because they said you're not offering us any other options, I created my own training using actual statistics and put together a professional like 24 page PowerPoint. And when I was all said and done with that, they actually said, you know, your, your training is above and beyond exceeds what we expected. So we'll give you credit for the training. However, you still need to sign off on our new cross gender search procedure, which is called uh, JP 620. It's our transgender booking policy and procedure and how we handle professing transgender people in the Douglas County jail. And I refused to sign that no matter how hard they push, how many compromises they tried to get me to make. And that's what ultimately got me fired. What, uh, what is that? What's the transgender 
uh, prison or cell policy that they were, what, what is that policy? Well, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a multi-page document. I don't want to go through all of it, but basically what it says is how do we house transgender professing people in our jail? And it comes out of the same thing. I'm sure Washington state is dealing with because it's everywhere. It's called PREA, which stands for prison rape elimination act. The Prison Rape Elimination Act came into being 20 years ago in 2003, and it's been a plague on prisons and jails throughout the country for that amount of time. Our jail has never sought to reach full full PREA certification, but they're building PREA compliance. Now, don't get me wrong, none of us are against trying to reduce and stop prison rape. There's not a jail out there that's promoting that. So we've all been trying to do that. And in our little jail, I can say, I don't, I don't know in 27 years, um, an affirmative rape case that I know of in our jail. Um, I'm not saying there wasn't never happened, not saying there wasn't a lot of, uh, consensual sex in there, but nothing I know of rape cases that stand out in my mind. If there were, it's very limited, but that's the main goal. But what they're feeling is with this prison rape elimination and when they're dealing with transgender ideas is that like we showed, like you saw in that video is they're saying that because these trans men or trans women, but especially the, the trans women that are saying, you know, men saying they're women, they are especially saying we are in danger because we want to express ourselves as women. And therefore then men will rape us because they take advantage of us in jail and prison uh, looking like women or acting like women and be that as it may, that may or may not be true sometimes. But the fact of the matter is like you talked about earlier, many of these men, because of their, uh, gender, their God gave them at birth that they still have the full male genitalia. And like you said, the bar is very low. In fact, it's very specific when you read the definitions, some of them are mind blowing, but the reason why it's so low a bar is because the definitions are so crazy mm-hmm. and in that someone can say i'm i identify as a female and have absolutely no hormonal or surgical treatment done does the actual definitions even say that your gender identity does not necessarily have to co- coincide with your expression yep. meaning what you look like how you dress and what you profess mm-hmm. so it's crazy mm-hmm. has has um as I understand it, your boss was a Christian. Is your boss the the um, county sheriff, or who's who's your boss in this? Yeah, my ultimate boss, the man who ultimately fired me, is John Hanlon, and he is the Douglas County Sheriff. He is sheriff. he is the head over the whole agency, and and it's sad because I will say um, we've butted heads a little bit over the years, but throughout this process, um, we've had we had some good conversations and meetings we had. I will say, honestly, he doesn't like where this trend is going. Um, He professes to be a Christian, but I doubt that profession by the way that he spoke. Um, Basically, the statement he made in one of our first meetings, because I had two, I had three full meetings with him before getting ultimately fired. But the first two uh, were key. And the first one was for when I first got the first serious discipline, when they actually gave me, um, I got in trouble and actually got some detriment to my stance. That was when I got suspended for a week without pay. And when I had that meeting with the sheriff, he t- talked about, Hey Mason, I, he's literally said, I am a, a conservative 
what did he say? Three terms, conservative, God-fearing Christian man. They said, but we've got to separate our religion from our job, right? Mm. And I was like, no, Sheriff, you've <laughs> got to submit to God, and he's the king of kings, and you're you're due to do what he says. Yeah. And so you've got to repent for this stance. And I made that clear, but he he kept holding that you got to be able to separate church and state, as it were, as we hear so often. Yeah. And so he did not apply that to this and believed that he could have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. So help me understand something, because I'm still lost back here. I'm trying to figure this out. This is crazy. <laughs> so Priya is designed to stop rape, right? To eliminate rape inside of prisons. That's the idea, right? Just make sure I understand That's that. That's the idea. And so yeah. they're taking men and putting them in women prisons and then training you guys to do what exactly in that situation? And that, that was specific that you couldn't sign off on. Yeah. Well, specifically for me, I'll just tell you right off the get. Let me read you just something real quick. I'll just read you the first paragraph, basically out of the procedure and where it, the first sentence, I couldn't get through the first sentence. Mm. The first half of the sentence I agree with, the policy of Douglas County Corrections Division is to ensure the respectful, courteous, and professional treatment of transgender adults in custody. AIC is the new politically correct term for inmate. Um, and I was okay with that. Of course, I respect everybody. Everybody's an image bearer of God. I told them throughout this process, I love everybody. I want everybody to be saved. I preach the gospel a lot through this. But I was making clear, I, I want to protect them, treat them professionally, and I re respectful, courteous treatment. But then there's a comment. It says, as well as respect the sexual orientation or gender identity of any person in custody. And at that, I drew the line from the beginning. I said, I'm not going to respect that which God calls sin. Mm. God, there's no such, I tell mm. people in several places, there's no such thing as transgenderism. Just like there's no gay marriage, gay mirage. You God define what marriage is. Therefore, marriage is a man and a woman. There's no such thing as transgenderism. He defined by creating a man and a woman. And all you can do is mutilate your God-given identity. You right. cannot transfer it to anything else. Right. And so I refuse to even affirm that it's a, that it's a reality, let, let alone say I'm going to support it or respect it. So that's a start. But then they get into the actual things we have to do. And just let me give you two scenarios that are kind of mind-blowing, that are absolutely irrefutable according to the procedure. One would be that if a female comes in, in my little jail, there's a, a sally port, a police car rolls in, and the officer usually will tell us over the speaker what they're bringing in, and they'll usually say a male or a female booking. Now, if they say that it's a female, when they come in, we'd have a female deputy there, get gloves on, be ready to do a pat-down oh, wow. search to check for weapons or anything there, drugs or any paraphernalia or anything, once they've come into the jail. And as soon as that female would come through the door, that deputy would start to tell her, okay, put your hands on the screen after they took off the cuffs and doing all that. But if that female walked in and said, I would not, I don't want a female to search me. I want a male to search me. Our immediate response would be, ma'am, we can't do that. In fact, according to Priya, 115.15, their own standards, they do not allow cross-gender searches unless it's an exigent emergency circumstance, which is, of course, what we've always been trained for, what we do. Of course, sometimes we fight with people, have to do searches but not in a standard situation. We would tell that woman, don't do that. A female deputy will search you. However, if she uttered the magic word and said, oh no, I identify as transgender. I identify as a man. Now, regardless if she comes in looking like a woman, again, by definition, she doesn't have to um, 
profess. She doesn't have to look yeah. to express her gender expression. It doesn't have to match her identity. So then here's the kicker. Then they'll say, all right, Deputy Goodnight or whoever else is their male will then come over and search her. And of course, we're not equipped to search a woman well because we've never been trained to search women because, again, it's immoral and ethical and we don't do cross-gender searches. So I've never been trained to search a pat-down search on a woman, but we're going to do it because she <laughs> identifies as a male. But it gets even worse. If she remained as a female in her mind, when the pat-down search is done, the booking process got to a certain place, then they take her back to the shower room to strip search her. Now, deputies, prison officials, nobody touches people. A lot of people talk, you know, strip searches, they mean the clothes are off people. But we do have to have them bend over, spread cheeks, cough, look in all their orifices and, and check out all their nudity, you know, and all the, the tender places. And mm -hmm. guys don't even like looking at guys. We don't want to be looking at women either, especially, you know, our wives don't want them and uh, vice versa. But here's the kicker. What would happen? She would go back and have the female search her and do that strip search. But under this new procedure, they would have two deputies take back the professing transgender preferably one being a supervisor so that nothing would be seen to be out of place. So then two of us males would have to go back and strip search that female, even knowing she's a female. And that's the first scenario. And it all changes just by her saying, oh, I identify as a male. And Mark's little box saying, I want a male to search me while I'm here in the jail. And that's the first scenario that's insane. Mm. The second, and I'll be brief, the second scenario is just as crazy. It, it's quite possible to happen in our church by the grace of God's been very active. We go out outside uh, pride events, preach the gospel, right. try to reach people. We were just at a lesbian choir down the road just the other day. Police showed up and everything. And uh, we're likely to end up in one day getting hooked up and brought into jail. Well, let's just say for a scenario that one of our husband wife couples got arrested outside one of these events and brought into our jail. Now we've never housed married couples. They never go into the same jail. Of course, we know what would happen. We don't want them as well. So we separate them. Separate them usually quite a few cells from each other. So they can't be talking to each other between doors. That married couple comes in and they're booked in. They're put into the cell for whatever Trump charge they're being brought in on. They go there. But then one later in that afternoon, a transgender person from that same event gets brought in. That male that identifies as a female can be put in that cell with your wife. Is down the road. Down the cell. You can't. But that Ooh. transgender female can. Wow. That's the reality. Wow. Uh, why is it that? Oh, my goodness. I, I, why is it? That you're the only person that was fired? I mean, there wasn't any. Yeah, where other are the other deputies? deputies why why aren't they like, going to stage a protest? You know, this reminds me of COVID in one sense where everybody just shuts down. And, like, and one guy you know, stands and up. One guy, yeah. yeah. yeah like, where were the rest of the godly man or at least any man at this point? Yeah. Well, and it's sad, and I mean, and I love my, my fellow deputies, and I, there are some that profess to be believers, and I think you guys know this quite well. We've been plagued in the church, and I blame a lot of the pulpits on this, that the pulpits, as a general rule for decades now, this two-kingdom mentality mm. and living under this Romans 13 idea that whatever someone says you do, I mean, as long as they don't put a you know gun to your head and tell you, deny Jesus, you just do whatever you're told until they're told you specifically you got to deny Jesus Christ. People just look at this and go, well, this, that's why the sheriff has that mentality. That's why a lot of my fellow deputies, they're like, one of them told me, a female specifically, she said, this disgusts me. My husband was disgusted. I didn't even want to do the training. I just clicked through it. A lot of them just clicked through it absently just to get wow. through it, disgusted by it. But they said, you to keep our jobs. Yeah. Can't, yeah. can't quit over this. Can't, can't get fired. So got to do the thing. 
Now, the good news maybe, and that's why I praise God for this, and thank you guys for bringing us on, is I'm hoping to raise awareness above above all else in the churches. Yeah. Yeah. And it's doing that already. Because my hope is that people will recognize that behind us, and we need to stand up and make make a voice, because if we don't, it'll always be go along to get along. And the pressure needs to come on. And if enough deputies, the sheriff can't keep the jail open with, if 10 deputies all say, no, we're done. Yep. We're not doing this. Yeah. They either have to rechange the policy or fire a whole bunch of people. They can't do it. Yeah. This is why we started off the show talking about the Washington prison systems is because there's a real life scenarios right. of this happening right now. Right. Throughout, especially liberal states. Right. Uh, where yes. uh, trans men, whatever you want to call it men who are men are playing this card so they can go and basically have sex with women right. in the prison system right? and abuse women in the prison system. Right. I, I and just, here, and, and here Mason's like saying, I'm not, I'm going to stand against this now right here in Oregon right. before this becomes such an egregious situation in Oregon. And he gets fired for it. Yeah. And, and pastors, I mean, how many, yeah. how many times in during COVID or, or pastors telling their congregants to, Oh, you should get vaccinated. Right. When the elder board's not mm-hmm. forcing that pastor to make that decision. Right. You know, and that, that pastor is yeah. counseling and it, it, like right. the church is so ill-equipped to be able to handle yeah. like these real life scenarios that are happening right now. Yeah. Mason, I just have to know. I'm sorry, Pastor, did yeah. I interrupt you? I don't want to interrupt well, you. Well, I mean, go ahead. Finish yours I, and I'll I, go. I want to know, what do you think the prison system is going to look like once this has all got settled inside of the the deputies department? It is. It's already happening. Like you said, liberal states and liberals and we're the organs as liberals it gets um and liberal counties are already far more active in this right. um i don't know because i'm not in them how the, all the details are, but it's all happening you know and obviously in oregon back a few years ago we actually had it was stupid but it wasn't about transgender they were just having a cross-gender open yard at one of the prisons where they had males and females in the same yard of course Pregnancies came about. Things happen. It's just stupid. They finally stopped that. Wow. Um, but that's obviously going to happen. Abuses, <laughs> rapes, all these. Things that was a bad idea. Will continue to go on. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And it will continue to happen. Those things will continue to take place. And what's going to happen is you're going to. The sheriff even admitted this. He said, "You know, Mason. I don't know. There might be a time when you know Christian men with men with moral and care can't work in law enforcement in a day coming soon." And I said. Yeah, it's obviously here right now where we're facing this. And he admitted, you know, that's probably where we're going. And I will tell you, a sergeant literally just a few months before this happened, he retired shortly before this. He literally had a guy come in trying to be funny, but playing that card and said, hey, I identify as a woman. I want a female deputy to search me. And my sergeant just laughed and said, I identify as gender fluid. So put your hands on the screen, you know, and just just played his card. But now, for this policy, if you make jokes and you mock them, you're in discipline. That's you can't do that. Oh my goodness! That's you're in trouble. So, wow, you, you can't get away with that type of stuff. But it's going to be crazy because eventually there's going to be a conservative deputy. And I have told, I said, if I wasn't a Christian, if I was just a conservative, wanted to wreak havoc with things, I would have come in and claimed to be transgender. Right. I'd have put on and just gone and, and wreak havoc with them. Tell them, oh no, today I'm a well, oh, no, I'm a female today, or you know, tell me whatever. I'd play the game, but yeah. that's what's going to happen. It's Pandora's box, yep. and they opened it up, and it's only getting worse. Wow. Um, real quick, i got to tell you about the mission of Armored Republic. Yeah. It's to honor Christ. Getting more and more important here. By equipping <laughs> free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. 
in the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen, mm. and body armor is what the Armored Republic makes. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he's bestowed upon us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. So visit Armored Republic today at AR, the number 500-500-armor.com. It's AR500-armor.com. Get you some. It strikes me, you know, as as um, as Mace is talking, you know, just, I mean, we are, um, I'm so grateful for, for your stand, yeah. uh, Mason. And I think, and, the, and just the thing that I guess haunts me, I mean, is, um, we are a nation of cowards. Um, we, we are, we are a nation yeah. of men who know better and are afraid. Uh, yeah. we, we, we are afraid to stand up. We are afraid to say that's ridiculous. We are afraid to say that's wrong. We are afraid to say that's insane. We're afraid to say that's no. dangerous. <laughs> um, that we, we, we see it all coming. We see the Pandora's box coming. The reports are coming in. This is what is happening. And thus far, apart from a few like you, uh, men who profess faith in Jesus Christ are cowards. Mm. And, 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 and I think it just, you know, it just strikes me that, um, you know, I, I mean, this is ultimately going to be a work of the spirit. Yeah. Um, God, God has to, Amen. God has to renew our hearts. God has to give us courage again. God has to give us backbones again. Um, but I, but at the same time, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of so many stories where God does give it and he gives it to a few. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many times where, you know, it, it like, you know, the, you know, there's the, the famous, you know, Gideon's army, you know, he, yeah. he had 300, um, and God, you know, said, I only, I only want a few, I don't want very many. Um, you know, I think of Jonathan and his armor bearer, Hey, look, there's some Philistines. I bet, you know, God can yeah. save with, with few or many, you know? And, uh, and then yeah. as you were talking, I was, I was thinking about, um, the story of, of Elisha. Uh, in Second Kings six, yep. with his servant and the and the and the king and the and and the you know the the soldiers that come out and the and the and the servant is very very worried and Elisha says, "Don't be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those that are with them." Yeah. Um. It, you know. I mean, it just yeah. just. I mean, I it, it in some in some ways it's just recognizing that if you're on the Lord's side, if you're on God's side, if you're on the side of Christ and the truth, we all there's always more with us. Right. Than with them, and it takes faith to see that. But it takes faith to see that. It takes faith and courage to believe that, and willingness also recognizing that sometimes, even though we have more troops on our side, God's going to take us the long route, (laughs) and and that might mean some prison time. That might mean some time in the wilderness. That might mean some time being chased Mm -hmm. by your enemies or maligned in the media or whatever. But recognizing that you know that that hall of faith in Hebrews eleven. Um, you know, you've got some who chased armies and some that went into hiding. You have some that, you know, conquered nations and you yeah. have some that, that got sawn in two. Yeah. Um, and all of them lived yeah. by faith. All of them um, placed their trust in um, the God who raises the dead. Um, and um, man, I just, I just appreciate your stand, Mason. And, um, and, I, and I want, I just, you know, want to take the opportunity to call out, you know, the men that are listening and watching yeah. um, this. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait another That's minute. Right. Don't wait another hour. Don't wait another day. Uh, if you see insanity happening in front of you, stand up now. You have, you have to stand up today. This doesn't get better. This doesn't get better no. um, unless, until men stand up. Mm. 
Man. Mason, thank you for joining us, sir. And I just want to put in one. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to just say one last thing. You guys yeah, yeah, want yeah. to, I know you especially appreciate this, Pastor, um, because what's been so blessing above, you know, other than my family being as close and supportive, is to have a great church behind me. Oh, man, and I just can't stress that. that enough that is pastors need to rise up, stand behind their people, be a support, be there for them like you were talking, Gabe, not about pushing a jab on people, but standing up for what's right. But the Bible says that is so important. My pastor went so far from the pulpit to tell people if Mason would have signed off on this, he would have been called to repentance under church discipline. If he just signed off on this. <laughs> I like, I like that I guy. Praise him. Thank him for that because he made clear that that's what's supposed to be done. Yeah. So it's good. Church, good churches yep. are so vital. Yep. Be plugged in, be a member. Yep. Mm, that's hey, what's, your, what's your church down there in Roseburg? I go to Wellspring Bible Fellow. I'm on the elder board there with Pastor Brian Carver and a bunch of other great men. It is a blessed church. Unlo very few like it out there. Thanks. Blessed to be part if of it. If you're in the Roseburg area and you yeah. need a church, yeah. Yeah, check them out. If you're single, get married. If you're married, yeah. have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.